Welcome to the podcast of Woburn Baptist Church. We hope that you enjoy listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. We do live in a great country. Um, America is a land of liberty, a land of religious liberty. Our first freedom... Uh, Above all the others, the very first thing that they put in was the freedom of religion, that that, uh, Congress shall make no law um, respecting the establishment of religion. And that that guarantees our religious freedom. Uh, We we also have the freedom of assembly. We we can meet together without fear of government-sponsored persecution. Uh, We have the freedom of the press. We can proclaim the gospel. We can publish things. We can publish Christian books, Christian magazines. We can have um, uh, Christian radio and television. All of those things because we live in a land that God has graciously blessed us with. You know, the very first Americans who came here, um, uh, many of those were among the pilgrims. They were English separatists. Uh, They, in England, they were fleeing um, from religious persecution. Uh, John Bunyan was one of the, um, the uh, early Baptists in, um, in England who was persecuted because of his faith. Uh, in that day, you had to have a license in order to preach the gospel. Believe that. I mean, can you believe they, they had to have a license to go preach the gospel? Yet, Bunyan believed that... Uh, you know, he, he would rather obey God than man. And he, uh, though he didn't have uh, an education, though they called him just a tinker, uh, he would preach the gospel and they put him in prison for it. And uh, he, he could have suffered. Uh, he could have gotten rid of all the suffering, could have let that go if he would have just said, no, I, I won't preach anymore. But he couldn't do it and he stayed in prison. Our, our first forefathers in America. They came fleeing that kind of persecution. The separatists who wanted to separate from the Church of England and and form their own church. And the the Baptists, well, they were the biggest heretic of all, and yet here we are. Because they they rejected also the state church and, and those things. We do live in a wonderful nation. We have religious liberty, where we should prize that and defend that with all of our might. That is, I think, a a, a wonderful American dream. But there is another form of the American dream. One in which our text today, Jesus, confronts. There is the, the idea of the American dream that we just want to get all that we can. Uh, Just accumulate more and more stuff. And Jesus confronts the American dream in our text today. He does so in three parts. He tells us not to lay up treasure for ourselves on earth. Not to just get everything we can. I think I remember one time Vernon Dotson... Some of you know him. I remember him talking about this very idea. And, and he said, the American dream is that we can get all we can and can all we get and then sit on the lid. 
Maybe you've heard him say that. I don't know. Jesus says not to lay up treasures for ourselves on earth, but to store up treasures in heaven. He says, and the, and the second part of this, he's telling us to, that, that, the, that the eye of the lamp is, the, the eye of the body, or the lamp of the body is the eye. What does that mean? I've heard some different explanations for it, but the, the, play, the way it's seated, seated here, right in the middle of two things talking about money, I think it's talking about a greedy eye, that eye that seeks after more, whatever it sees at once. And then the last part, he tells us that a man cannot serve two masters. We cannot serve both God and money. And in these passage, this passage, Jesus confronts the American dream that says we just want to get all we can so that we can happy in this life now. That he tells us to store up treasures in heaven. Let's read our text uh, from Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 19. And if you would stand for the reading of God's word. Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for he will either hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again. Lord, that you have given us a land with so much freedom by your grace. Lord, help us today to have ears to hear and eyes to see. Lord, help us to reject those parts or those visions of the American dream that conflict with your word. May you be the one that our allegiance is to above all else. Father, be with me, a sinner. Protect me from error. Forgive me where I fail you. Lord, use your surgeon's scalpel today as we look into your word. Cut away those things that are not honoring to you. In Jesus' name, amen. May be seated. Jesus begins with this talk about treasure. He says, Don't lay up for yourselves treasure on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. You know, Jesus tells the story about a man who builds bigger barns. He builds barns and he fills them full of grain, and he builds more barns and more barns, and God meets him at night and says, You fool! 
Don't you know that you're going to die this very night? And what are these barns to you now? No. What we gain in this world when we try to gather more stuff and we try to gather more things to make us more comfortable and more, make us more pleased by having more stuff and more security, this sense of security that comes from having stuff. Jesus confronts that. Our stuff is not going to make us more secure. Our stuff is not going to be around whenever we die. What Amy read from Ecclesiastes... You know, we we work all our lives trying to accumulate more and more stuff. And what happens? We die. And then where does it go? We leave it to somebody else who didn't work for it. And we have no control over what they do with it. Naked we came from our mother's womb and naked we shall return. Our stuff won't last. Maybe it might last our lives, or maybe it'll be stolen from us, or maybe it'll lose it all in a fire or some other thing. And then what? What do we have when we've worked our whole lives accumulating stuff and we lose it all? Jesus here warns us of the danger of treasuring things on earth where you can lose it. He tells us instead, lay up treasure for yourself in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. There's two ways to look at this. One, don't treasure the things on earth. Treasure the things in heaven. Jesus should be our highest treasure. He should be our highest allegiance. I mean, the things that we have, they're good gifts. We can use them for His glory. We can, when He gives us money and other things, we can give those generously to serve the needs of the poor and those around us. We can serve our neighbors and love our neighbors with the things that He gives us. But we should not hold them tightly as if they are ultimate. Our ultimate treasure is Jesus. And if we lose everything in a fire, if we lose everything in some other means, by flood or earthquake or whatever. We still have the greatest treasure. We haven't lost anything at all. The other way to look at that is if we treasure Jesus above everything else, then we will be generous. And when we store up treasure in heaven, it's us giving it away. You know, they've said... You can't take it with you, but you can send it on ahead. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? You can't take it with you. You know, the, the old uh, sermon illustration, they, they say you've never seen a hearse with a trailer hitch, right? Well, I have seen a picture of a hearse pulling a U-Haul. It's on Facebook now. That sermon illustration is ruined. <laughs> But the truth is, we cannot take it with us. We will die. We will leave everything here. But we can send it on ahead, can't we? By giving to those in need. By giving to our neighbor. By serving one another. We even have something in our church covenant about this. We promise together when we join a church... 
Let me find the place. We promise to, uh, to contribute cheerfully and regularly to the support of the ministry, to the expenses of the church, to the relief of the poor, and to the spread of the gospel through all nations. When we support this church, when we support uh, the ministries of it, when we support um, the poor, and when we support the spread of the gospel to all nations, we are sending on treasure up ahead. And God, who sees in secret, we saw from last week, will reward us for what we have given. I think the only way we can give that way in a way that we store up our treasure in heaven that way, in the way we send it on ahead, is when we recognize that our treasures here on earth are not ultimate, but Jesus is our ultimate treasure. Then he says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What do you care about? You know, they always used to say, There's something, there's one sure way to find out what you really care about in life, and that's look at your checkbook. Where does your money go? Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus then turns the corner and he talks about this this odd thing. He says, "The The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Then the light in you is darkness. Then if the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? This is the idea. Where where do we get our information from the outside of our bodies? When we look at the world, it comes from our eyes. We look out into the world and we see. We see light. We see all the things that we interact with. With our eyes. And so it lets in that light. And this healthy eye or a bad eye, I I think uh, that may be throwing us off a little bit. Think more in terms of a good eye and an evil eye. This evil, greedy eye that wants more and more and more. And everything he sees, he wants We can have that kind of an eye. And if we have that kind of an eye where we are motivated by money, by getting more and more stuff, then it totally ruins us. How great is that darkness, Jesus says, if if our eye is bad, if, if, if what we see we want for ourselves to spend on our own passions and on our own desires, and not for God's glory. But a good eye, in contrast to that greedy, evil eye, a good eye, a healthy eye, is an eye of generosity. When we see a need, we want to give. That is a good eye, a healthy eye. And how great is that light, that light that is a city set on a hill that you can't hide. When we shine our lights before men, that they give glory to God for what we've done. Then Jesus tells another short concept here. He says, 
In verse 24, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Now we may be able to conceive of an idea where where you might be able to to have two masters or two bosses. Maybe you have two different part-time jobs. And you have one boss over here and one boss over here, and you think, well, yeah, I can, I can work in both places. But what happens whenever both bosses want you to work the same hours? You can't be in two places at once. What happens whenever you might work for two companies that are competitors of each other? And what you do is, for one job, is competing with what you're doing for the other job. Jesus here, he demands our absolute and total loyalty above all else. He says you cannot serve God and money. Bob Dylan had an old song. He says you're going to serve somebody. You're going to serve somebody. Well, it might be the devil and it might be the Lord, but you're going to serve somebody. We will serve somebody. Somebody will be served by us. We can serve money. We can do everything we can to try to gain more, get more stuff, accumulate more wealth. We can serve the Lord. But we can't do both. When we work, it is a good thing. God has given us work as a job to do. It is, it is a, a good thing. We should give thanks for it. And He gives us an opportunity to gain money and, and things for His glory, to be generous, to meet our needs so that we give Him thanks, and then also to turn around and give it to others. But when we hoard it, when we store it up, Here, we are serving only ourselves. We are serving only money. Again, we look at these verses. We have to remind ourselves, we are not saved by giving money in secret. We are not saved by our good behavior. We are not saved because of our own works. We are saved because of what Jesus has done for us. He was rich. He has all the riches of heaven. And yet He left all the riches of heaven and became poor so that we might be rich in Him. What can motivate us to be able to do these kinds of works? What can motivate us so that we can give away our treasures, so that we can send it on ahead, so that our treasure isn't ultimately our stuff? It is by recognizing that Jesus gave everything up and has given it to us. And now we have a Father who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. 
He is ready to meet every one of our needs. We remember the gospel. The only thing that can motivate us to to let go of our earthly treasures, to, to set us free from the bondage and slavery to accumulating more stuff, is by recognizing our Father owns it all. And He gives it to us freely. We have become citizens of a new kingdom by trusting in Jesus, by trusting in Him alone. You might sit there maybe as someone who's never trusted in Christ. You may think about these things that I'm talking about and you're thinking, that's crazy. How could I ever do that? The Bible teaches us about what's called repentance. When we repent of our sins, we have a change of mind, we have a change of heart. And our loyalties change. We no longer live for ourselves and the accumulation of stuff. But our loyalties change. They switch, they turn around, they turn the other direction. And we want God to be glorified above all else. If you think I'm crazy with what I'm saying, repent. Turn away from the accumulation of stuff for yourself. It's all empty. You won't take it with you. And turn to Jesus. And you will have the pearl of great price. The greatest treasure of all. Look to Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message from Woburn Baptist Church. For more information, please visit us at www.wilburnbaptistchurch.org. Or you can also like us on Facebook.